0: Jesus went around teaching
1: from village to village. Calling the twelve to him, he began to send them out two by two, and gave them authority over impure spirits. These were his instructions, take nothing for the journey, except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in your belts, wear sandals, but not an extra shirt, whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust of your feet as a testimony against them. They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed with oil many people who were ill and healed them. Hi, I'm going to start off with a little joke. You may have heard this before, so I do apologise. But for those that do not and have not, here we go. Uh, Two nuns are in a car driving along and going from one place to another. Obviously, that's what you do in cars. And they're driving along and out of nowhere, Dracula jumps on the bonnet of their car and he's screeching and hissing, and he's looking very scary. And the first one says to the second, what should we do? The first one says, I'll put on the windscreen wipers, and she puts on the windscreen wipers to try to knock him off the car, but he holds on to the windscreen wipers, and as they're going left from right, he's holding on to them, and it's not shaking him off. So the first one says again, what should we do? That's not doing any difference. That's not making any difference. So the second one says, "Um, I know what. I'll put the windscreen washers on. Because when we stopped off at the Vatican, I, I got some holy water and filled our water bottles up with holy water. that I sort him out. So she presses that and it goes on his skin and it starts to burn his skin. And it, but he still continues to screech and scare them. And then the first nun says, that's not making a difference either. What else should we do? And the, and the second nun says, "Get sh- sh- show him your cross. So so the, so the first nun winds down her window, Leans out and says, "Get off our bonnet, you stupid Dracula!" Now, sorry if that didn't make you laugh. Sorry, if, sorry if that didn't make sense. But let me try and put it into context in the chapter six of Mark's gospel. We've just gone through five chapters of Mark, where we're seeing healings of um, of people, paralyzed men and uh, ill women, and um, the the demon possessed people and uh, people dying, people being raised to death, and it continues all the way through Mark. Uh, And there's this this wonderful danger of reading into the scriptures uh, how it just happened so quickly as if um, they got healed and that was the end of it. And we don't hear the continued story. Now, I don't know about you, but I once was healed. And I had impure spirits um, cast out of me. But did my healing stop there? That was the major spiritual surgery that I undertook. The first of many to come, unbeknown to me then. But as I travel through my journey as a Christian, I discover that I am on a journey of constant healing. And when we get to chapter six, we are reminded that um, all of a sudden it slows down in the first part of chapter six where jesus could not do many miracles because of their lack of faith and then he sends out the sick that the 12 um in twos and he gives them authority to drive out demons and to heal the sick and we're going to pick that up as we go through this whole time to to look at healing what is our understanding and, and how do we address issues of healing? We're going to look at that through the cup theology. That's the cycle of healing, understanding healing, and the process of healing. And the key points we're going to draw from that is you cannot rush out. And we are all like onions. And there is the interior healing of ourselves and the exterior healing of ourselves. We're going to start off with the first one, the cycle of healing. You cannot rush art. The cycle of healing is through Christ and his community. God chooses to offer us a cycle of healing. God deliberately placed us together to discover his healing power as we do life together with authenticity in Christ. I'm gonna show you a clip of um, an animated film from Toy Story chapter, um, Toy Story two chapter two, as if I'm reading a book. Um, this clip is taken from that scene where the bad toy dealer has got hold of Woody, and he Woody's damaged, and this toy dealer has to get in a professional um, art repairer, a man who can take as much time as it's needed to restore this toy to its former glory if not a greater glory so that the toy dealer can um, can get the best money he can for selling this on let's watch this clip
2: oh thank
0: goodness you're here is the specimen ready for cleaning
2: So, uh, how long is this going to take? You can't rush art. for display
1: only you handle him too much he's not gonna last it's amazing you're a genius he's just like new you can't rush art woody is just like new again healing is allowing the creator the artist to repair us in his repair room his way god invites us to his repair shop his desire is for us to be restored redeemed rebuilt re-energized restful repolished and reconciled he's not looking for another redeemer he has certainly gifted many in passing on the power of restfulness reconciliation restoration rebuilding energizing and polishing but redemption lies with him what does his repair shop looks like? Well, it should be the church. The church should be the place where we can get restored, repaired, rebuilt, re-energized, refueled, um, rest, as it were. It's not always the case, sadly, but that's the challenge for the church. It's filled with people that need more of God that sometimes don't even recognise their own need for uh, healing, wholeness, and freedom in Him. We know healing begins with Christ. As his body, his church, we must learn that healing from him is a cycle that blesses all who know the power, process, and purpose of his healing. Healing is to see his glory at work, however he chooses to work, whether it's a spit in the eye and mud on the face, whether it's through um, just touching the hem of his coat, whether him um, saying that they're healed when he doesn't even have to go to their house. Jesus heals the way Jesus heals. And it's not the end. It's the beginning. It's the end of the beginning, if you like. It's the start of a, a daily life outworking of what it means to be healed and it is for the fullness of his glory to one day be known by all it is like a taste of heaven and the church is the place where we should find that healing that hope that help that healing that the whole world needs because Through Jesus Christ, God chose us to be involved in the healing cycle. And it's a continuum. The challenge we have is that not a lot of people recognize their brokenness. I'm gonna show you uh, a piece of uh, a picture of uh, two vases in a moment. But I, 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 I love watching the Antique Roadshow and not that I'm an expert in it at all. It's just that I love learning the history of something odd, obscure, and I love working out what value they might put on it. And I'm shocked we have a little bit of fun in the house and we often have a little bit of competition, see who can guess the nearest. But we know the value of something is more if there is not a broken bit, not a scratch, not a damage on it at all. So these two vases, one's cracked and one's not one's perfect and one's not and i don't know about you but when i go shopping and i'm looking for something a new chair a new sofa or whatever it be i want a brand new one that has not got a mark on it and if it's got a mark on it i want a discount now imagine if god treated us that way that unless we're perfect we cannot come in unless we haven't got a blemish unless we are um completely washed of all the sin in our lives then we can't come in but if that were the case the churches will be empty oh they are at the moment but that's not to do with our sin that's to do with lockdown but imagine for a moment a church without brokenness would be completely utter nonsense because there would not be a church on earth because we are all broken in some way we're all fractured we're all cracked and we all need to enter the repair shop of god which is his church his church is a place of hope in jesus christ hope in the what in the power of jesus christ help in one another supporting each other through the healing process so that we become the Beautiful bride that he's preparing. That's what it means to be prepared as a bride. That we are covered in cracks and brokenness and fractures. Sadly, there's a lot of fake art in our churches. The next picture shows you um, two pictures of the same one's a fake and one's authentic which one is a fake and which one is not I'll leave you to work it out because sometimes it's hard to distinguish between the fake and the real thing and God is challenging us as a church I believe particularly through this time that we're in in, 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 in at the moment um is can we become the church that God, Wants us to be when we return to what we formerly understood as freedom and movement. Are we going to remain the same, or are we going to be an authentic church? A church that does not put on falseness, a church that is true to themselves and true to Christ. See, unless we are willing to expose ourselves for who we really are. And to take off that which covers the truth of who we really are and where we really are. It's not to throw all our dirty linen out and say, oh, my life is a mess. Maybe that's what you need to do. Churches should be the places where you can do that. But not one of us have got it all sorted out. If truth be told, we would put a hand on our heart and say, it isn't all great. Because Jesus has not come for those who have no need of healing. He came for those who are searching for life, for truth, for hope, for healing, for holders, for freedom, for grace, for mercy, for acceptance, for self-worth, for self-value, for energy that never runs out, and authenticity in community. A community that is not afraid to be vulnerable and divinely loving and daringly humble will be a community that flourishes greater than any other community. The journey of salvation is the willingness to allow the divine artist to constantly bring transformation in and through us and allow ourselves to rest in the hands of the master artist of human beings who care for each and every one of us, the brokenness of us. We are like broken vases being restored together with each other okay so let's let's touch on trying to understand something of healing the truth be told the the whole thing about healing is a challenge Uh, sometimes it just seems like people get healed and sometimes it feels like why haven't they been healed i don't know the answers to all of those necessarily i've got views on that um unformed views on that as well and i've been in places where people have been healed and haven't been healed and i don't fully understand it truth be told i i i don't believe any of us fully understand it we know it happens it's been happening since before jesus it happens during jesus it's happened since and continues to happen today um i've being a part of healing i've seen people healed and i'm seeing people healed um, but i do believe it isn't a one-off um account experience it is an ongoing process i believe there are two major dimensions to it and um, there is the interior side of our need of healing which is the the most prominent one and then there's the exterior dealing with our behaviors and our and our our mannerisms and emotions so the the more deeper the inner is about soul mind and spirit the exterior is about body emotions and behaviors do you know there's more disabled people of the soul and of the mind than there are of physical um, limitations i believe there are um five components to making us human um there is the um There's physical side of being human, there is the social side of being human, there is the cognitive side of being human, uh, there is the sexual side of being human, and then there is the spiritual side of being human. In my experience, and the majority of people, Christian and non, um, concentrate and invest a lot into their uh, physical needs, their social needs, their cognitive needs, and their sexual needs. Um, But in my experience, I think, Um, I, I could say safely that less people focus and invest on their spiritual being which is the thing I believe holds all the others together now unless we recognize something of that I think we're in huge danger and I believe God wants to reach into the depths of who we are and resurface that stuff that needs to be dealt with and he doesn't do that without his church his church is there to be a part of that understanding that need of understanding too often people think well just say jesus is lord and you will be fine it isn't that simple i don't believe in one sense it is it's that simple but it unlocks The inner, and unless we unlock the inner self, we will never discover a greater taste of heaven because healing is about tasting a glimpse of heaven. It is my belief and conviction that every one of us are pieces of God's art. The artist is our Lord, and when he began making us, it was with every um, clear intention that we would become perfect over the years the weather of life has caused us to not shine like we once did in his glory we've perhaps neglected something of who we are maybe our spiritual life maybe our sexual life maybe our social life maybe our cognitive maybe our physical self There's wear and tear over life with experiences and encounters and sadness and sufferings and and surprises and traumas uh, and and all those things that we get exposed to that perhaps we wish we hadn't or needn't have done. It takes its toll on us, on us all. And it affects each of us differently, but it also is passed on to each other. This can be a conscious as well as a subconscious recognition of some of the complexity of the layers that have built over in our lives. We all have layers and layers of stuff that needs to be unpeeled or peeled off, as it were, peeled away. God is calling the church to become places of hope, help and healing. And we can't do that unless we are authentic in ourselves and in in an authenticity of our need of more of God's healing as an individual and as a body. I believe God deliberately filled his church with broken people and not perfect people because it is in our brokenness, recognition of our brokenness that we can find healing wholeness and freedom in christ jesus on the cross was broken he had to become broken before he became full and his glory came if you want to experience the glory of god then reach into your brokenness like the cracked vase recognize the cracks in your life and if there's any falsity in you then it's time to take that off and to be the real you so our third point process of healing how does healing actually work another challenging uh, idea of you know working out what is it that causes people to be healed jesus is the typical sunday school answer but it's it's more than that it's it's a journey it's uh, a process that each and every one of us should go through full healing comes through jesus the journey is personal private and public and requires specific people at specific times or specific groups at appropriate uh, times and with appropriate skills for particular reasons there are no real shortcuts we are all on that process journey we are all participate in that some of us have to recognize where we do and don't fit into some of the process in supporting people's broken lives i love this um uh, account by john veneer Um, he's a great uh, author a great man the broken body and he says this when we fit i'll start again when we first begin to share our lives with others there is a time of euphoria a joy springing from deep within everyone seems so wonderful we put them on a pedestal at last we have found a place where we belong after years of pain searching and loneliness but then when fatigue comes Or when we feel hurt, misunderstood, unrecognised or put aside, we begin to discover others as they really are. A mixture of light and darkness, of love and hate, of trust and of fear. Then in anger we plunge them into the pit. They are all hypocrites. The church, what is it good for? (laughs) they say what that was my bit added in there by the way they say one thing and do another the discrepancy between word and life become particularly apparent we lose trust the dream is over reality is painful Not so much the reality of the broken people whom we came to serve, but the reality of those who have come to share their lives with them as followers of Jesus. You see, my point is this, that the process is the willingness to expose ourselves to become vulnerable on a journey of life together and we have to start to be willing to allow the layers to be peeled off carefully and gently together and i'm going to sort of draw us to a final part of this teaching for today through another clip from shrek the movie shrek this is where donkey and shrek start to get to know each other and they're Uh, on a journey uh, traveling and uh, talking about uh, what's wrong with Shrek. Is there an ogre in all of us? Let's watch this clip. I don't get it, Shrek. Why don't you just pull some of that ogre stuff on him, you know, throttle him, lay siege to his fortress, grind his bones to make your bread, you know, the whole ogre trip. Oh, I know what. Maybe I could
0: have decapitated an entire village and put their heads on a pike. Got the knife, cut open their spleen, and drink their fluids. Does that sound good to you? Uh, no,
1: not really, no.
0: For your information, there's a lot more to ogres
1: than people think. Example? Example? Okay, um, ogres are like onions. They stink? Yes. No. Oh, they make you cry? No! Oh, you leave them out in the sun, they get all brown, start
2: sprouting little white hairs. No! Layers! Onions have
0: layers. Ogres have layers. Onions have layers. You get it. We both have layers.
2: <sighs> oh, you both have layers. Oh. You know not everybody like onions.
0: Cake. Everybody loves cakes. Cakes have layers. I don't care
1: what everyone likes. Shrek is angry of where he is and is hurting. And he recognises that ogres are like onions. Not that they smell or don't taste nice or whatever your view of onions are, like donkeys. Um, they do make you cry. <laughs> that's true. But there are uglinesses on all of us that need to be unpeeled because that's not the true you. And the only way that is done, I believe, is recognizing that jesus is lord and that the church is the place for hope help and healing we all have stories we all have a history and i'm sure if we share something of our history not that we have to share everything but we would see we've got something in common that we've got scars we've got hurts we've got um, sad memories as well as joyous memories. But even in our sad stories, we're able to help each other. No matter what's happened in your life, it isn't a waste. Because God is able to use whatever you've got, whatever you're willing to give. Not just him, but the community he surrounded you with. Church is about community and being an authentic community, recognizing our hunger to live life well in all of the chaos that we may find ourselves in. In a moment, we're going to share communion. Communion is an amazingly special place for Christians because it helps us remember our story. And that's the point of Israel sharing the bread and the wine. And Jesus then um, redoes this and says, remember me. And he's not just saying, remember me. I believe he's saying, remember your story. Remember from where you came to where you are. Because the process of healing is more important than the understanding. And then the actual healing. Because we get to be a part of God's restoration process. Program plan it's about a journey of faith a journey of repentance a journey of forgiveness a journey of um, doing undoing redoing being doing and that cycle just goes on and together we're able to discover a greater depth of what it means to be his church so as we prepare ourselves to share the body and the wine i invite you just to open yourself up to the mystery of the cycle and the understanding and the process of healing there's a lot to understand but jesus says in chapter six that i'm going to send you out and you're going to take pretty much nothing absolutely nothing just the clothes you're in and the sandals you have no purse, and whatever you get from the people that um, are hospitable to you, accept. And don't waste your time on those that don't want to engage in the beauty of what God is doing. Go to the ones that do. God has prepared us for a time such as this. This is an opportunity to start again with god in your brokenness not in your wholeness because i don't believe any one of us have attained that but i believe it's where we're heading let us be reminded in this scripture that's going to be read to us from uh, the book of romans chapter 8 verses 18 to 27 a beautiful passage that reminds us of the present suffering and the future glory and that is the reality of our journey on, on earth, is in our present suffering, we will find healing, even in our suffering, because we are heading for a future glory. Let's see this word.
0: Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for the future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. But we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believe is also grown, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too will wait with eager for, hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as, he, as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us, we were given, we were given this hope when we are saved. If we are already something we don't need to hope for it but if we look forward to something we don't yet have we must wait patiently and confidently and the holy spirit helps us in our weak weakness for example we don't know what god wants us to pray for but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows that what the Spirit is saying. but the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. But he was being punished for what we did he was crushed because of our guilt. He took the punishment we deserved and this brought us peace. We were healed because of his pain. Then Jesus said, I am the bread that lives love. No one who will come to me will ever be hungry. No one who believes in me will ever be thirsty.
2: The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The body of Jesus, Jude, broken for you.
1: So as we prepare to leave this table, to continue our lives in the way that we're familiar with, we're invited to take up the cup theology for healing, to acknowledge that the cycle of healing is in and through Christ and his community of people that follow him with authenticity. It is through the fact that we may not understand and articulate well the, the depths of healing, but God does heal in his way for his glory. And that we are invited to be a part of that process, to do life together and to take off the layers that hide who we really are. For we cannot rush the artist at work We'll only spoil it and it'll be fake or it'll be ruined. But God, the master artist, is at work in us and his church. We're all like onions and there's an ogre in us that needs the layers peeled off. Let God into the inner depths, the interior of our lives, and then we can deal with the exterior part of who we are. Remember, Jesus heals many. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who were ill and demon possessed. So we participate in bringing each other to Jesus. Then Jesus says in chapter five last week, as David preached, the man who was set free from all these, um, the legion of demons, goes home to his own people to tell them, about the law the places where jewish people would fear to go and then lastly today chapter six verse 12 and 13 so they went out and proclaimed that all should repent they cast out many demons this is the disciples and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them healing can never be isolated It flows one from another to another and on and on it goes. All who welcome Jesus and allow themselves to be moved by the power of his Holy Spirit have the privilege of being a link in the healing process to the world for the glory of God and the redemption of the world. The point of the church is that we are not broken alone. If we are finding ourselves in the place where we are seeking healing body mind or and soul then the church offers prayer we offer prayer you just have to follow the link on the website on the live stream here and you will be met with some wonderful people who would pray with you so just click on the live prayer and you will go and meet with those people if you feel you would like to get some kind of love and support if you have never invited Jesus the healer to attend your wounds and believe the time is now then click the response that appears on the chat on your screen and pray the prayer which follows and it goes like this hello Jesus it's me you may want to put your name there I know you may know me, but I don't think I really know you. Today, I wish to say yes to getting to know you. I mean, I want you to become real in me. I know I have not said I want to follow you and your way, but today I am saying yes. Jesus, I invite you into my heart, soul, mind and body. Today is the day I want to start anew with you. I acknowledge that I have resisted you, rejected you, denied you and disbelieved you. There have been times when I have disobeyed you. Today I admit that I was wrong and I say, sorry Jesus. I renounce all my wrongs and rebuke any holds on my life. I accept you Jesus as my Lord, priest, friend and saviour. Thank you for your forgiveness and your grace to accept me. I accept you and your teachings and commit to following you and them from today. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit that I may have new strength to overcome challenges. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for this new life you give to me. Amen. If that is you and you would like to begin this new journey, we would love to connect with you and give you whatever support possible for you to continue from this day. This is the first day of the rest of your life. God has built and continues to build, build a huge community of followers that grow together in this journey of eternal life through earth to eternity. We really do look forward to meeting you. May you all go in the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And know that his hand is on your life. God bless you.